This is this is Stella Berry. Um, Hi. We are refilming our intro because it got deleted. I'm just keeping <laughs> it honest. Um, and uh, I know her from TikTok. My friend showed me her TikTok, and she's fucking icon. She's so great. Um, she produces kind of like x-rated content on tiktok whatever like tiktok will allow her to post mm-hmm. um how do you define yourself <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry i um i describe myself as a porn star because yeah. that's my career like i make my money from porn and that's what i'm doing every day and then the content creation is kind of just showcasing my life mm-hmm. or my personality while doing that yeah so i think that that is why like most girls see me as just a content creator or someone that talks about sex online. But then all my male fans that I've had since I started this job see me as a porn star. Yeah. And I was on the front page of Pornhub for the last week. Yeah. So that, yeah. I think that makes me a porn star. Yeah. We were saying like, <laughs> it's, we, yeah, we have to, I mean, I was saying like earlier, like I don't see you as that, like at all. Like to yeah. me in like a weird way, just because I, I kind of see you more, um, well, first, when I first like saw you on TikTok, I actually didn't know that you did porn. Yeah, I think that's probably don't, why. Yeah. yeah, I just thought you were like very like sexually free girl mm-hmm. on TikTok, like speaking whatever she wanted to talk about, which I thought was pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like saw you at OnlyFans porn. I uh, did porn. I was like, this girl's just like full free. Just like I love that. Like, genuinely, right? I think a that's great. A lot of great. people, yeah, they don't know that I like did porn before I, I mean, I started TikTok before I did porn, but my TikToks were marketing for my OnlyFans and it was like all for men. Mm-hmm. Like all my content was consumed by men and I never got like love messages from women yeah. at all. Like women did not like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you get hate actually at the beginning? I got a lot of hate from women. Yeah. yeah. Like saying, and I mean, I probably got hate from men too, you know, like all like the mean things they comment on like slutty posts, but, but the right type of men found me that like got what I was talking about and like anal and like my content. Um, but yeah, women just like thought I was disgusting, you know, like talking about anal in a way like my, my, the way I joke is very just raunchy. Yeah. And I think men are used to that because they're used to the porn world and they mm-hmm. have their favorite porn stars. But a lot of girls like don't know a lot about porn. Mm-hmm. They don't like super raunchy male geared stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just, I, I did get a lot of hate from women for a while. And then I just like, I couldn't make those raunchy TikToks about anal anymore because there was so much censorship on TikTok. So then I started doing question and answer things. And that is where girls first found me. Yeah. And it was, cr- I never expected it. I was like, okay, I'm super banned. This account's super shadow banned. I'm just going to start answering people's comments cause it's fun. And yeah. like this account's already dead. Mm-hmm. And then they just blew up and they started Even with the so shadow many views. Yeah. Oh damn. That, that, that account was like, it was my anal princess account that I had for a long time. It was my biggest account I've ever had. And it was so shadow banned. Yeah. I was like, I just gonna make a new account. I had multiple yeah. at the time. You've you've made like I saw like you like had 15. fifteen and you have to get fifteen different phones yeah. to do that. Would you get like a, a shitty iPhone or like how were you? I would always get like the nicest iPhone. Would you like trade it? Like Well, to- like like right now I have two phones with me. Like I have this phone two. and this phone. So this is yeah. like my old TikTok account mm-hmm. and like my normal phone. And then I got this phone just for to make my new TikTok account. Okay. And so sometimes I used That's to have like three or four amazing. phones with me. But now I've like you know, every time, so say I get banned on this yeah. one, I'll just give this phone to a friend or family member mm-hmm. or um, actually I can start on the old phones, like with the 12s, yeah. I could send them back in. Yeah. And uh, 
as like a trade-in. Yeah. But now since they're all brand new phones, I can't trade them yeah. in. So I just have to give them to people. I did some giveaways to fans recently, which yeah. is cool. Um, Thank God they don't do it by number. Like they don't make you have a new phone number. Right. Well, I just make be, a new email every time. Yeah. yeah. So you always have to make a new email. You know, well. I'm so crazy with it too. Cause I'm like, okay, I already got a new phone. Like I can't yeah. risk anything. So I literally do a whole new name, a whole yeah. new birthday, a whole new everything. Like even when I'm logging into the phone for the first time. Yeah. Oh damn. Like everything on the phone is totally okay, different. So and then when I go make the TikTok, TikTok account, I didn't used to do this, but I do it now where I go to like a different location. Like mm -hmm. I go to a place with different Wi-Fi to have like yeah. a different IP address. Cause Bro, I just you're realized like a full like, fucking hustler. Well, cause like, this I, is like, crazy. I've done this yeah. so intensely for two years and gotten so used to being banned that I have it down to a science. Like how, what does better and what does worse. And yeah. I just notice when I like am lazy about creating a new account and do it with the same IP address of my Wi-Fi, I will get way worse views. Yeah. And whereas I make a brand new phone with a like untraceable yeah. to me, it blows up so fast. Damn. TikTok is crazy powerful. Yeah, no, it absolutely <laughs> is. I'm worried that eventually they're gonna like have facial recognition yeah. and just be like, oh, that girl's face like blocked. Like, yeah. No. What would, I mean, like where, oh, that's tough actually. Even <laughs> if you taught like, what's like, like even if you like cleaned it up a little bit, you think they would still kick you off the platform? No, I think now I've cleaned it up. Like yeah. my new account, called berries and cream. <laughs> I love Daniel Princess. That was I like such too. a great, like that was uh, so perfect. I've lost so many TikTok accounts that like, I'm not even, I'm not sad about it, but that one was hard to lose because I had it for it was, like, iconic. a yeah. long time. Like yeah. all my other ones I would make, I would get like 300K followers in a couple months and then shadow banned or fully banned. Yeah. And I would just move on to the next. And um, this one, it just, it stuck around for so long. I had so many other accounts while I still had Anal Princess, yeah. but it never got banned and it grew really big. There's and like so, a guy at TikTok that like fucks with you, like keeping you on, like yeah. keeping you in. <laughs> exactly, he's like, fuck this yeah. girl. Or just like, I'll keep her around for yeah. a bit and then I'll just like take it down. But uh, that that allowed like Anal Princess, like now people are like, this is Stella Berry, the Anal Princess. That's like, when I thought I that was that. like your like stage <laughs> right? name, honestly, was like, I actually didn't princess. know. I know, and I, um, I never imagined when I made that account, it was just like one of the billion like account names. I used to have, uh, Princess Anal Bride, Teenage Mutant Anal Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> These are, is it all like just around the concept of anal? Yeah. yeah. Then they had like Stella Berry and like Berry Baby. I had so many different account names. Yeah. I, I just recently had one called Deliveries to the Back, Please, yeah. which I had for a while. Oh, yeah, it, I think it I just saw got that. deleted. Yeah. yeah. It just got fully deleted. So now I have berries and cream. But I, I just like pick random names all the time. I don't put much thought into them. Yeah. And Anal Princess just took off. Everybody yeah. liked that name. Yeah. I wish I still had it. I'm mourning it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can make that like your Instagram. Yeah, I can like, make it everything your name. else. Yeah, yeah. You can make that like your thing. Um, what's like the, um, like when did you first like, try, like I saw a video of you on TikTok talking about anal and that's actually what got me to like you because I never, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this girl is so like amazing. Can you I just ask you if you've ever done anal? No, I'm, I literally, no, I've never. You I like don't literally look like said, someone that would do anal, honestly. I know, I, I, not I, in that's why I'm curious. Um, like, I, I don't think I will until I'm like legit. I'm like, so like, I don't know what it is. I like, I'm I like, I'm so protective. We're like the opposite. I'm so mm -hmm. protective of who I sleep with. Like mm -hmm. I'm so, but like I've, I'm like probably the opposite of my friends. All my yeah. friends are so free. Yeah. I, that's just how I like, how I go through life. Oh, I um, feel you. Everybody is different like that. And I, you know, I, I was a lot like you before mm -hmm. I did this job. Yeah. I mean, even now, like 
Like I said, I've only slept with four people since I've entered porn. Yeah. So like, I'm very particular about who yeah. I pick, but I'm very free. Like I, I like to be in relationships. So then when I'm really comfortable with somebody, I have crazy sex with them. Mm -hmm. But that is exactly how I felt about anal. Like what you said before mm -hmm. I tried it, yeah. I didn't even know I was going to lose my anal virginity on the first date with this guy I just like met. Wait, was it that? It was the it was, boy. Okay. Yeah. So it was, was the first night. night. It was yeah. that night. Oh my God. So I went, I went to his car um, on our first date and we fucked in the back seat and I was on my period. So his dick just started going in my butt and yeah. then I was having anal and I was like, this feels fucking amazing. Yeah. Like the first it, time doing anal yeah. and you liked it. And I didn't That's expect, yeah, it, was, it was literally euphoric. Like yeah. the best sex I've ever had. I was so horny. I've never been that horny in my life. Yeah. I was so horny for this man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it just slid right in That's and there was no pain. Yeah, I didn't feel pain till the third time I had anal, which was crazy. You had like delayed pain. Cause I was, yeah. Cause I was so, I was so horny. But does like your asshole open up when you're yeah. horny? Yeah. Is that like, well, my whole body was just so relaxed. Yeah. Like I was just so relaxed. Everything felt good. And then the third time in we were doing it and I was like, oh, I'm not as horny right now. Like I need to actually work at this. Like yeah. I need to make my body relaxed. Yeah. But, um, have you ever tried poppers? No. Okay. But I know so many people that use you should poppers. Try, you should try <laughs> it. Honestly, I'd be curious, like what you, what you think of it. I never was like a drug person ever. Like I'm just yeah. a sober, like I'm just my craziest best self when I'm sober. Yeah. But, um, lately, like I tried microdosing shrooms mm -hmm. recently yeah. and then I accidentally microdosed Molly. What do you mean accidentally? Like this person told me they were giving me a, a chocolate that had shroom microdose in it. Okay. And then another person came up after that actually makes the chocolates and they yeah. were like, Oh no, that was Molly microdose. <laughs> Molly and chocolate. I've never yeah. even heard of that. And it was That's here in crazy. LA and right after that, it was so funny. I had a threesome on a rooftop. I love that. At a hotel. That's yeah. Poetic. Cause I was so fucking horny. Yeah. <laughs> the Molly microdose. I didn't even yeah. feel high, but like I definitely felt more. Yeah. Did you like it? Did you like the feeling of MDMA? Yeah. yeah. I liked it. And I don't, I don't know if I'll ever do like, I'll actually do Molly because yeah. I'm just, I know I'm not a drug person. Mm -hmm. Like I can't handle the like depression after. Yeah. I'm just naturally really happy already. And I think I make more responsible decisions when I'm sober, even yeah. though most people probably think I'm insane. Yeah. Did you ever like have like a curiosity about drugs? Like were you ever like, Never. I want to try. Interesting. Until now. So I think like, I feel very at peace with my life right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not for the first time in my life, I'm not feeling fear around drugs. Yeah. And I'm still not like, I don't want to do Coke. Like I don't, I'm not even interested to do a full like thing of Molly or shrooms yet. Yeah. But I think I, I have friends now that I've met in LA that do therapy with ketamine? shrooms. Yeah. No, <laughs> ketamine also. But, there, yeah. There's ketamine like, therapy. Shrooms yeah. and MDMA where you do like a really big trip mm -hmm. and you just go inward the whole time and mm -hmm. like journal and work on intentions and like answer questions about yourself. And you can experience, you know, an ego death yeah. through that. And so now that I've learned you can use them in that way and they're not just like party drugs, yeah. I've been more interested in that type of thing. Yeah. Like thinking about at some point, maybe I will want to journal and then set intentions for like a bigger shroom trip and yeah. discover things about myself. But in the meantime, I just have tried microdosing some shrooms and I really like it. Like yeah. I'll take one or two little capsules, which I think are like a 10th of a full dose, Yeah, really small. And, um, and then just the rest of the day, like I appreciate nature more yeah, and I'm more fully. in tune with myself and I do want to like read books and journal. Yeah. So I'm experiencing a little more curiosity now about that kind of stuff and less fear. Yeah. And I just think it's because I'm 
it's, I guess it might be the right time. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't the right time before and now it is. I had so much fear when it came to drugs yeah. and no fear when it came to sex. Like yeah. I would just go home with random men at like 14 <laughs> and just fucking never felt unsafe. I don't know how I never got like kidnapped yeah. or anything. I got so lucky. It's pretty badass. I like, um, I would only use shrooms in like a, um, like in an educational way. Like yeah. I, I would go to the park by myself especially a lot during this pandemic, but, um, and just like get really high by myself and just like, there was moments like where I, so I felt cool. like, <laughs> where I was like with my, like, I could feel like I was like six years old again. Like, um, Aww. and like, I was like, you know, like in like the, in nature, like feeling like I was like legit like six, which maybe isn't like healthy, but, um, I, it is also interesting. And I, I talked to my therapist about it. Um, and it's actually, if you do it, um, like, directed or with somebody like having the ability to like go to your inner child mm -hmm. um, can be really useful in therapy. That's what um, I've heard. Everyone yeah. says the best way to do a trip is with like a guide that yeah. can help you explore these like things inside yeah. of you that you can't do when you're sober. That's what another quote that I love is I also don't know who said this. I used to know, yeah. <laughs> but it's once a mind has been stretched beyond its or once a mind's been stretched, like beyond yeah. what it's normal size is it can never go back yeah. to the original spot. So yeah. like when I put myself out there in the world, whether people like it or not, whether it upsets them or makes them happy, mm -hmm. it does stretch their mind a little bit to know there's a person out there in the world like me, mm -hmm. or like even the people I went to high school with realizing that, you know, they now know somebody who has gone into porn. I have changed so many people's lives, not for better or for worse, but just yeah. knowing, like stretching their mind a little yeah. about what types of people are out there. Yeah, I like that. That's very interesting. Cause that's, that's like pretty objectively true. Like you just added like yeah. a- And I think we all do that, yeah. you know? Like totally, we yeah. all show so people what others. type of people are yeah. out in the world and you can either be yourself or you can like act and be and a, a character that you have created, mm -hmm. but regardless, like you are every day influencing all the people who know you and, and all of your networks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like that. That's very cool. Like kids in like high school and stuff, like how do they react to like you kind of blowing up on TikTok and like being this girl now? Like, how is that? That was the first thing I thought of when I started sharing this stuff online. It's so funny that like everyone still cares like it's about that crazy. stuff. Like it's actually like part that of our was, like- That was the first thing I had to get over yeah. because that was like, I was like, what are all these people gonna think? Mm -hmm. um, I really remember thinking that. And then now <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But it is weird how that's the first thing we think of. And I remember going to bed for probably a month telling myself every day, like, why do you even care what they think? Because you never talk to them anymore. You never yeah. see them. You're never going to be friends with them again or talk to them. Like all my friends, I have a couple really good friends from high school and a couple from college. Um, and they'll always accept anything I do. Like I told yeah. my two high school friends, I want to do porn. And before I even did, and they were like, you're going to be so big and porn if you do yeah. that. Like they're so supportive. Hell yeah. But thinking about what everybody else, especially from my one from like my school in Montana, mm -hmm. my public school in Montana, and then also my private high school in London, mm -hmm. like two totally different types of people, but both would be extremely shocked that I yeah. was doing porn because I was always a very sexual person, but I didn't share that with people. Like yeah. that was very hidden and private to me. Um, so anyway, I, I don't, I don't even know what they think. Like, yeah. They probably, 
I think that everybody knows now. Mm -hmm. I know that my hometown in Montana knows, and I know that people in London know. Mm -hmm. Um, I I bet they probably are like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Why do you think think they think it makes sense? Because like in in high school, I was sneaking out six nights a week to go clubbing to like quasi sex clubs. (laughs) And I remember... In the senior year yearbook, I won most likely to be on a reality show, <laughs> which that. at the time yeah. was so insulting to me. I was like, why couldn't I win? Like most likely to be the first female president. Yeah. No, most likely to be a reality yeah. star. <laughs> but now I'm like, okay, it makes complete sense. Yeah. And I think it was more that they thought I was interesting. And because just like wild and like willing yeah, to do whatever. Like, you I know was what I mean? sneaking out six nights a week, like to go clubbing and sharing it all on Instagram. Oh, you were? Yeah, so they would like, we would go to math class in the morning. And I remember like people would be scrolling, seeing my pictures from posted on Instagram like two hours ago from a club because I wouldn't even sleep. Mm -hmm. And then I was dating a 26 year old in high school. So that also everyone was like, what the fuck is happening there? So I think I was just doing a lot of wild shit and people were like, yeah, she's fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But um, it worked out in my favor. Yeah. How do you like navigate like not caring about like people's perceptions of you? Um, I think what works for me now is that I know myself really well. Like I understand me, so I don't need other people to understand me. So then I can kind of, it also, it also as a business, from a business Mm -hmm. perspective, it's beneficial. Totally. So to be your authentic self and to evoke things in people ends up getting you a lot of views and in my case getting me a lot of money, like only Fuck fans yeah. wise. Yeah. So and and I found my community online. Like you find the people who like you and who are similar to you. Yeah. So I think I've always looked at it that way. Like since I started this job, I was like, I'm not just expressing myself online so that people like me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing it because one, it's kind of a compulsion mm-hmm. and two, it's making me so much money. Yeah. And I think that's what people crave as well is like a real person Yeah, that like, I, I know that I am intelligent and I know I'm super caring mm-hmm. and I would never do something to hurt somebody else. And like all my goals for the world are positive and the things I put out there, I am trying to show parts of humanity or parts of being a girl that are real and exist, even though we don't talk about it. Yeah. Like there's so many things that we all think and that we all do and weird stuff we all do. And that's just part of being human, but no one talks about it. Yeah. And so that, I know that makes people weirded out and Mm -hmm. makes them mad. And I know that they judge me, but for every judgmental person, there's someone who looks at me and is like, wow, I think the exact same things. No, totally. I mean, that's, I think that's a huge reason why you have like a female audience. Like mm-hmm. I told my friend that, um, my friend that showed me your page, I told her we were doing a podcast. She's like, oh my God, she's so dope. Like oh, she like so legit, sweet. like loves you. And I think I, I love you too. I think you're like, I've watched so many of your TikToks. I'm like, this girl's so fucking sick. You know, there's, there's this really cool quote. I don't know who it's by right now. I wish I did, but it says that art is meant to disturb the comfortable mm-hmm. and comfort the disturbed. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That, that so makes it's like people sense. who have a very closed minded, like box view of the world. I disturb 
that like view of how people should be. But then people who know they don't fit in that box Mm -hmm. can be comforted by the fact there's someone else out there that's like them. Yeah. Do you ever have like moments like kind of doing this and like doing porn where you're like, this is too much. Like, why did I do this? No, Mm -hmm. but there's sometimes where I like come out of the like I'm so focused every day on just what I'm doing. Yeah. Sometimes I'm laying in bed and I come out of that and look at myself from like above. Yeah. And I'm like, is this going to completely fail? Like, is Mm -hmm. this like so crazy? Like, how do I wake up every day and just be my own boss and, and think that there's any stability in this? Like there's no stability in this job I have chosen. Like it Mm -hmm. is, um, there, I have no idea what's going to happen with it. Yeah. But then I think that's like the anxiety or the overthinking that makes me look at it that way. And then I quickly come back to the present moment and realize you can really do anything you want to in this world. Like you can do anything if you just believe in yourself and you put the hours in. Yeah. It's crazy. Especially if you, it's so crazy. Like if you're just putting energy out there into the world and you're passionate about something and you put in the hours, you can make it work. Mm -hmm. And I learned that when I worked at a homeless shelter during Mm pre-med, I just saw all these guys who would just somehow find food every day. Like somehow they'd find shelter and a way to feed themselves and survive for 20 years. Like I would think if I was homeless, like just be a matter of time, I would just fade off and die. But there's literally a way, like it's not that hard to survive as a human, you know, like you find people and you work with people and you collaborate and find a way to survive. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm just taking it by the day. Also too, like, I, I don't think it's, I think that's completely normal to have like a moment of self-doubt. Like yeah. that's just part of being like alive. So it doesn't is. matter what you're doing, yeah. you know? And, and it's also like a great reminder to me that I should seek out the paths without stability mm-hmm. because like taking that risk, you don't know what's going to happen, but what's going to happen is probably you give yourself the chance that something 10 times better than you could ever imagine is going to happen. You yeah. know, instead of sticking on the route, like if you go off, you could either fail greatly or like succeed greatly. Yeah. So like what I, I'm still like curious, like how, <laughs> um, how like your, like, how did your mom like react to like the porn thing? <laughs> like, I'm just like, cause I like don't, I literally don't know what my mom yeah. would do. Like, I just don't know like what that my life would be like. It is crazy. I'm talking to you from the other side yeah. of it because yeah. I remember for months being like, how the fuck do people tell their parents? Yeah. I was like looking up everything I could online. Stop. What, what did you find? No, online? there was hardly anything online about people telling their parents or if it was, they were like, oh yeah, my parents were surprisingly understanding. And I was like, this is not helpful. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think like, my mom's going to be like that. Yeah. You know, um, like my mom's a doctor and she just spent s- money for six years, like at yeah. NYU and UCLA to send me to school. Yeah. And now I'm going to be like, sorry, like I'm doing porn. Yeah. Uh, but I did find a lot of videos on people talking about what it was like to come out as gay to their parents. Yeah. And there's actually a lot of books that relate coming out as a porn star to coming out as gay mm-hmm. because it's just like something that people can get shunned from their families yeah. for and totally Cinemal, like it changes. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like talking about your sexual interests yeah. with True. family and friends, which is super hard. Yeah. But anyway, I watched those and I also just came to the conclusion at some point I just had to tear off the bandaid. Like mm-hmm. you just have to do it. 
So I did it when I, about the third month, Mm -hmm. that was right after the month where I made like 40K. So I was like, okay, I saved all that money. I can afford my own apartment and I won't need to like rely on my mom in a month and be like, fuck, I fucked up. Mm -hmm. So I waited until I had enough money in savings. And then I just sat my mom down after dinner. Well, we were just sitting in the living room already after dinner. And I was like, mom, I have to tell you something. I don't think I want to go to medical school. Yeah. And she was like, okay, what do you want to do? And I I was like, I've been making money online the last (laughs) few months. And she was like, what are you talking about? She was like, are you doing like sex stuff? And I was like, no, just like sharing cute photos and things. Cause I hadn't like made a porno yet. Yeah. Um, but I also wasn't going to tell her, yeah, I'm showing my whole vagina. Okay. So at that point you were, I was, yeah. At that point I was fully nude. I love what she's like, do you have any, is it sex stuff? You're like, no, No. I was like, no, it's just, I had to like (laughs) tease her into it. But she, I was like, no, just like cute photos and stuff. But she like, after that day, she called it porn. Like she knew what I was doing and I would laugh about it. Like, yeah, it's not fully porn, but now it's fully porn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what did she, like, what was her reaction to that? She thought she was like, you need to go to a psych unit. Like yeah. something's wrong with you. Like, where's my daughter? Like, this doesn't make any yeah. sense. She was like that for a couple days. Like yeah. she was sending me text messages about like hypersexuality and like maybe I'm having a nervous breakdown. What was her argument? Like, why did she think, because she always off, like obviously always knew you were like sexual yeah. and like, that's like totally chill. Like she, while she knew I was like sexual, I didn't share that side with her. So it's not like she knew I was like going to sex parties in LA or like really exploring my sexuality or even interested in like posting online. Like I've always been a really good kid. Like I got perfect grades and was about to go to medical school. And she knew that was my passion as well. So she was kind of like, wait, this is out of left field. Like she had no, she did not expect that at all. Yeah. At that point, like, were you like, um, like rebelling at school at all? Were you like, like, um, or did she genuinely think you, were you like a by the book kid or did you kind of, were you a little edgy in different ways? I like, was she like, I'm, you know what I mean? I've always been just a really intense person. Like both my parents, like both my parents are very type A. Um, I've just like, I've always been a 4.0 student in school and Mm -hmm. taking school really seriously, but I was also sneaking out every night and going to clubs and like, you know, spending, racking up crazy amounts of money on, on the emergency credit cards they gave me and stuff. Were you getting caught? So did she like know this kind of side of you? Yeah. Like when I got caught in high school for sneaking out and doing all that, she, and having like an older boyfriend, they sent me to therapy. Best thing that I ever did in my life. Like after that, I never lied to my parents again. Yeah. And you know, the first time I felt that way again, like hiding stuff from my parents, was when I started porn and I was, when I started OnlyFans and I was like, I need to tell my mom this. Yeah. Like I feel like how I did in high school again, hiding all this stuff and feeling like I have a second life and it just is a terrible feeling. Yeah. But, um, she's just always known that whatever I do, I go full force into Mm -hmm. whether that's school or clubbing or shopping or, um, like all of college, I was kind of a hermit. Like I didn't party in college or anything until I moved to LA. But in New York, I, I was so intense about school that she was like, you need to have friends. Like you need to go out and chill out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I guess like 
with this job too. At first she was so shocked because she thought it was great, like so different than something I would do. Mm -hmm. And then about a weekend, she was like, actually, you're not crazy. Like, yes, I realized you're still my daughter. You're still the exact same person, same personality. You're not acting weird. You're acting the exact same you have your whole life. Mm -hmm. And you're also like, she's seen now after two years of it, I work just as hard at this as anything I've ever worked at. Yeah. So it's all for me, like it's all the same. Yeah. So now she realizes like, I'm the same person I've been my whole life. Yeah. I just had never shared the sexual side or my dreams about having a career in the sex world with her. But that's not really something you share with your parents, you know? And that's why it's hard with porn. Like the hardest part of doing porn is coming out to your family and friends about it and the social stigma, but not actually being in the porn world. (laughs) Yeah. Why in like your head, like, like, do you think that you, this is like, uh, like a profession you followed, like if you had to think about it, like Mm -hmm. in your own career, cause like you, like I would ask that to myself, like, you know what I mean? I think I, I love to challenge myself. Like I knew I wanted to see if I could be happy doing Mm -hmm. this job. I wanted to see what it was like to, before I entered the porn world, the porn world felt like an underground hidden world. And I wanted to see what it was like to live inside that world that nobody, nobody knows what that experience is like. So I think that this job makes so much sense to me because I just like new experiences. Mm -hmm. I like to challenge myself, but I also love to see the range of emotions and range of people I meet and the range of emotion or range of experiences I can have in the world. And this was just one of them, one of the craziest ones. Like so many people wonder what it would be like, but they won't take the risk to do it. And I just, I think I don't have that stopping point on my brain. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. (laughs) So that's why it just makes so much sense to me. It's a thrill, you know? Yeah. It's uh, and I also think it helps the world. Like I personally think it, since it's something I'm naturally into and I can enjoy doing and I think is beautiful. I think it's so helpful for the world to see that side of people and accept that a normal person that's sweet and loving can do this job. And most do like people in porn, there's not a lot of them that like fully can showcase their life and personality online. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are anonymous too, but they're the nicest people I've ever met yeah. and the most similar to me I've ever met, which also shows me why I did this job. Like yeah. for, I've met people that I'm so similar to and yeah. they're all in porn. Similar how, like, where do you like see? I think the way we look at the world, mm-hmm. a lot of them are really smart mm-hmm. they want a free lifestyle. That's true actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it takes a certain level of, or a certain type of person and a certain level of, self-understanding and self-acceptance to do a job that goes so against what society views as acceptable. Yeah. So that is why a lot of people are similar there, but I've met so many super intelligent people that are so interested in like the human condition and what it means to be a human and spreading love and joy. And they're also interested in a free lifestyle where they can be their own boss, make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. and uh, be pleasured for a living. <laughs> yeah. Do you, like, are you going to stick in the OnlyFans? Like, do you make more money in that than Pornhub, yeah. I'm guessing? I haven't even made any money off Pornhub because yeah. I did those videos for free for mm-hmm. Alex Adams, but they were crazy marketing for my yeah. OnlyFans. Okay. And they were also, like, I did it, one, because of marketing, because he mm-hmm. gets amazing views on all his videos. Yeah. And two, because, like, I want 
to do porn. Like mm-hmm. I want to go, I told myself when I went into this, I want, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go full You're force. Like I'm going to do it to yeah. the max. So I pick now I'm in a place where I don't have to do porn for the money. Mm-hmm. So like mainstream porn or yeah. porn on Pornhub. So I can just pick the creators who I think make beautiful videos that capture real intimate, beautiful sex. Yeah. And that's kind of like, legacy pieces in my career or just like milestones personally for myself. And then the moneymaker is OnlyFans, yeah. which is, I think the coolest anyway. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want to be doing Pornhub videos every day because one, it's sharing it all for free, but two, it's like just long form videos. Whereas on OnlyFans, it's just like a sexual social media. So yeah. I vlog like my whole days, which I think is so much fun and so much less effort too. Like I can yeah. just, whenever I take nudes, I share them. Whenever I have sex, I share it. Mm-hmm. I just share everything on there. Yeah. Whatever whenever type. you have sex, you share it? Or a lot of Almost always. Wait, really? Not, not okay. always because Drew and I have a lot of intimate sex too, but a lot of the times like he loves filming. Like that he just feels like it's an great. art yeah. and he just has to hold a camera. So it's mm-hmm. just super fun for us because we have sex at least once a day. Yeah. And so it's just really fun to like do new things and, and have him holding a camera for it and yeah. just see how it turns out. So, so yeah, where did you meet Drew? <laughs> I met I, him in a homeless <laughs> shelter. So is he homeless? I mean, he or was would he be, I guess, if he wasn't living in my <laughs> in my house. No, he was homeless. He was in the homeless God, shelter. You're fucking amazing. That's <laughs> literally amazing. Was he, he just like you thought he was hot? Like, oh, he was so hot. He can was I see so a photo hot. Of him? Like, yeah. Can I I'll see? So, because I've seen him in your videos, but like, I I never like fully like. How old is he? He's so cute. He is 35. He's probably on fucking cloud nine (laughs) right now, bro. um, Are you kidding? (laughs) You're like making this guy's life. He's so (laughs) cute. I want to see. Oh, I know. So he was home. Where's he from? Like he is from South Carolina. Okay. And he grew up just like really poor there with a single mom. And he went to the Marine Corps and went to Afghanistan in like 2011. Let me see. I'm trying to find a photo of him. And then he got bipolar when he was like 25. Okay. After he got out of the Marine Corps. Like he was diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, he had like a crazy, so he has really intense, uh, I found a photo. He has really intense bipolar. Okay. Which is like. He is like cutie. He's really cute. I mean, that's not even the best photo, but he's really cute. Just like, you know, a blonde haired, blue eyed Southern boy. Mm -hmm. He has really intense bipolar where he goes to extreme of mania to the point of like schizophrenia mm-hmm. when he's manic. Yeah. Um, like fully not in reality, hearing yeah. voices. My great aunt was like that, like thought mm-hmm. the TV was talking to her yep. kind of vibe where it's like delusion. And yeah. that it runs in his family too. Yeah. Um, and then to the pits of depression where he's had like multiple suicide attempts mm-hmm. over the years. And he was also an alcoholic for a really long time. And so he never fully like took his medicines the right way or even cared to. So when I met him, he had just had an extreme manic episode and like quit everything, like was sober, quit, quit smoking cigarettes, quit weed, quit alcohol. He was sober for like a week or something. Yeah. And just so manic. And he left his entire life. He was like, fuck this life. Like, I don't want to be used just for like, as having a strong back and like being a waiter and like cleaning windows. I want to be a poet. Mm -hmm. And so he drove across the country to LA in like Mm -hmm. two days 
and went straight to the VA. And since he's a veteran, they found him the homeless shelter I worked at, which was a homeless shelter just for 30 veterans at a time. Mm -hmm. It was a six month program where we find them housing, jobs and like work on their sobriety. Yeah. It was a harm reduction shelter, so they could be still using while they were there. Okay. A lot of people were on meth and heroin. Mm -hmm. He was on nothing except yeah. mania. Yeah. He was so, I remember him walking in the first day and he had a fedora on with a feather in it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but, oh, and I'm like, the first day I wasn't like, I was like, oh wow, he's young. Cause he yeah. was one of the few younger guys there. Yeah. But I wasn't like, oh my God, he's so hot. I want to fuck him. Yeah. Like, I did his intake. I showed him where his bed was. And then as I was there every single day, they were super understaffed. So I was working there every day. I would, I would make all their meals, like three meals a day. I would do a painting group. And I also was basically a counselor where I had to meet with every veteran for one hour every week and mm -hmm. talk about their housing process, Wait, jobs, sobriety. It Did was so fun because like I was just there to be a listener and be yeah. a friend. Like they could say anything like talking about the people that they killed in the military yeah. or how they were raped in the military mm -hmm. or how they used to beat their wife, like anything that they would say. I would just be there to listen because they've like never had an outlet to talk yeah. about it with someone. And that was huge for me. That probably is the reason I went into porn as well, because yeah. I realized like I want to do something different with my life. Yeah. Like I want to live an adventure like how these people have. And I also know I'm really good at making people feel understood yeah. and accepted. But anyway. I met him there and we just formed a bond as the days went on. He was always so happy and like, of course he was manic, but <laughs> he was like always yeah. telling stories and he was so nice to me and just, we had crazy sexual tension. Mm -hmm. So about, I think it was like four or six months into him being there. Yeah, cause he, he came in on July 3rd is the day we met, yeah. is the day he came to the shelter. Was it last summer or how long have you guys been dating now? Three years. Oh, three years, yeah. holy shit, okay. Yeah, so it this was, was a minute ago. ago, okay. And so he, um, actually almost three years, like two and a half years. He, in September asked me, I mean, we like had sexual tension for months at that point, but then I remember in September he asked me, if I wanted to meet him after work and I was working a night shift. And so at midnight I got off, I took an Uber to his car that was his home. Yeah, and damn. We drove down the street and fucked. I love that. <laughs> and then we were literally in love ever since then. Like mm -hmm. we just had the same sexuality, the same view of the world. Yeah. And he taught me how to live life to the fullest. Like I've never, I started not going to class as much. Mm -hmm. I had to drop an organic chemistry class and take it the next term because I didn't even study like the first week to take the first quiz. And I was like, yeah. fuck this. But that was the first time in my life I let go. Like I realized I wasn't as interested in doing school anymore. And I wanted to live an adventure like that. That time with him, the first year before I did porn with him, made some of the most special moments of my entire life. Yeah. And I think gave me feel like life inside of me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I truly felt like being a human on this planet was the craziest, beautiful opportunity. Yeah. Like we were just going on spontaneous road trips yeah. and, uh, traveling all over, sleeping in tents on the side of the road, having sex on the side of the road. Yeah. And I don't want to do that now. I think like his mania rubbed off on me a little at the time. Like in what way? Like mania for him is a, 
ruins his life yeah. because every single year he'll have a big manic episode that makes him destroy everything that's in his life. There's like a huge transition period. Yeah. So he changes his entire life, like driving across the country to be a poet, right? How, Leaving how long everything will it last, behind. The, the episode? Um, months. Okay. His can last months, but also okay. after once it gets really bad, like he will be in the middle of the street with no wallet, no idea where he is, no way to eat, like in a whole other state. Yeah. So then he needs to go into a psych unit and then they put him on meds and it ends. Like when he hits rock bottom, yeah. it ends, but it can last forever until he dies or goes to jail or goes to a yeah. psych unit. But for like for him, it's it's a it's this huge transition period because you're taking lots of risks and you're trying new things. And that destroys his life because he does it every year. So yeah. he can never build anything that lasts longer than a year. But I got like a contact high from him. And so I had this eye-opening, enlightening transition period with him. Yeah. And then I returned to stability. And now him and I are both stable because he's on medications too. And so I was actually able to come to all these beautiful conclusions about what I want out of life and what a life best lived for me means, and then stabilize and actually put that into action and build that life for myself. Something yeah. he's never been able to do before, but then now that he's more stable, um, we now get to build it together. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was just a magical, crazy time in my life. I love the perspective of like you looking at it, like your life, like an adventure, like you mm -hmm. just chose that. Cause I, I genuinely like feel that from you. And I think that that's like- That is what it should be. Yeah, no, you I know? completely yeah. agree, completely agree. Right. And like, you're just taking a risk and saying, fuck it. Exactly, that's cause it. like, what is there to lose? No, literally, yeah. Like if you are unhappy with mm -hmm. what you're doing currently in your life, or you don't feel inspired to the max, or like you're feeling the true majesty of existence. Yeah. You can change that. Like yeah. you literally can go out and do anything you want to. And even our, our families and our, the people we went to high school with, you might be worried what they think, but yeah. Um, also it's interesting too. Like you dated a guy, um, who you saw like kind of by definition hit like these rock bottom mm -hmm. situations and see like you just get back up. And like, exactly, it's kind of fine, you know, cause even mm -hmm. hearing that, I'm like, that's interesting. Like yeah. he just continuously did that. It was like, so was that inspiring. A psych word? Yeah, no, it, that is kind of inspiring. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, it's still fine. Like as long as you're like, like alive. I could make any life I wanted, like yeah. the life he wanted, he chose to be homeless. Like he had an apartment and he just drove across the country yeah. and was like, I just want to be homeless and do poetry in LA. And live. And he was happy too. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Cause he wasn't just happy cause he was manic. Like he is that type of person. Like yeah. he will happily sleep on the side of the road. Like he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't yeah. care if he doesn't know yeah. where his next meal's coming from. And that was so inspiring to me. Like we don't have to care about the stuff everyone tells us to care about. Like mm -hmm. we can just live the life that we find beautiful. Cause as long as you understand yourself and you're your best friend with yourself, you can go around the world and experience anything you want. And yeah. it doesn't matter what other people think of you. Mm -hmm. It's like, and it's a crazy fucking story. And people yeah. who are similar, similar to you will respect that. Like 100%. him telling me all these stories and the crazy shit he's done and the roads he's slept on the side of is magical to me. Totally. Well, it's, I think it's the quality of like being high in openness, yeah, you know, which exactly. you clearly have and like appreciate in other people. Yeah, I do. I do really appreciate different people. Like yeah. I appreciate people Same. who know who they are mm -hmm. or who have different interests. I don't know. Totally. It's just so interesting to me. Yeah, completely. <laughs> I think everybody is like that. I think mm -hmm. everybody has something that is so unique and divine and different, yeah. but not everybody shows it. Yeah. 
but I do love to learn. I learn so much about myself by learning about other people. A hundred percent. Where do you think like, because I, I've thought about this like particular subject for a minute, like the the concept of being like high in openness and like what that means and like where it comes from and like Mm -hmm. why, like, where do you think you're specifically where you're specifically came from? Like, cause it can also come from like having like not the best childhood, you yeah. know? And then you just learn to just be like, like try a bunch of new things. Yeah. And you just like have to kind of force yourself to like be unfamiliar and be alien in this. Like, yeah. I don't, that's one way, you know, there's multiple. I think why I'm so open is because I've always been very curious. Yeah. I've always been very curious and I was raised by a mother that gave me unconditional love. That's right. Completely unconditional love. Like my mom is made to be a mom as are all the moms in my family. But I think that that helped a lot because Mm -hmm. it gave me one, an understanding of what unconditional love looks like, Mm -hmm. like without judgment. And it made me want to make other people feel loved. Like I've had, I think that's why I like sex so much my whole life, I remember thinking this even in middle school, like, why do I want to have sex with my boyfriend? And like, why do I want to have sex with my friends? And then in Mm -hmm. high school, why do I have sex with multiple of my friends? And even though I don't like want to be with them forever, I just want to give them love when I have sex with them. Mm -hmm. And that's the conclusion I came to about myself is like my way of showing love is showing someone at their most intimate and vulnerable moment that they're so loved and accepted no matter what they do. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that's led me through my entire life. Yeah. What do you like, what's like your response? Cause I'm sure you get it. Just being anyone doing anything different Mm -hmm. gets it, you know, (laughs) just like any sort of criticism. Like what's your like, um, like response to that? Like even, even like, cause like I, as anyone has like heard, like, um, like I'm on, I'm on a stance of like, I think every single person should do whatever they want yeah. genuinely. Like I, I genuinely so believe that. And I think that's like wh- how life should be lived. Um, so I commend you for that. I really mm, do. I think that's thank rad. You. Um, but I also know like the annoying people that yeah. just like, will kind of like criticize anything people do. Yeah. Like, but what do you have to say to their arguments of like, like, what if someone said like, Cause I've heard this argument. That's yeah. why I am asking like, mm-hmm. like the aspect of giving love through sex. Like, mm-hmm. what do you like say? Like, that's not love. Like, what would you say to that? Like kind of argument? I mean, this is what I say to most criticisms. Like they're just people's opinions. Totally. Like they're just cause someone I've had to coach myself through this because I've had so much criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, that just cause someone believes something to be true doesn't mean it is true. Yeah. And it helps a lot that I know myself really well and I know my intentions with things so I can hear people's criticisms or things they say that I don't think are true and just allow that to be out there. Like I'm not out there criticizing anyone's yeah. way of living life. Like you can believe what you want. You can believe that sex and love are two different things. But I know for a fact in my heart that I give love through sex and I know the people who I have sex with feel that Mm -hmm. and I know it enriches their entire lives. Even for Drew, like I know that the love I give him is the foundation for him actually being stable and having loving life again. And that's priceless. And that's exactly what like my mom gives to me, like that same type of love. But when you do it with a partner... I mean, when you love somebody, you want to show love in every possible way that you can. Yeah. You want to show love to every single part of their body and in their, their weirdest spots, their most vulnerable spots. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's my view of love. If people don't view love that way, 
That's I would okay. say they're yeah. limiting themselves, yeah. So, yeah. but that's completely okay. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> they can find me offensive, but in the words of Eminem, <laughs> you find me offensive, I find you offensive for finding me offensive. I like, it's all that. fucking yeah. subjective. No, it's like, so true. Yeah. No, it's so true. I find like people might think that I'm like making the world a worse place. Yeah. And I might think the way they live their life is making the world a worse place. Completely agree. But yeah. I don't say that because like, I think everyone should just live, like you said, the life that they want to totally. like just because humans are so vast and different yeah. and we try to fit ourselves into this box because it makes us easy to control and easy to understand, but we are not like that. Mm -hmm. So when I tell someone that my way of giving love is through sex, you can look at that like, wow, there are humans out there that give love through sex, or you can look at it like that's not possible. That's yeah. not true. So it's yeah. whether you want to be open to like gaining knowledge from other people's experiences or not. Yeah. It's not really, it's your, it's your choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting the information out there. hundred percent. Um, I watched like a little bit of the podcast you did with Sophia. I, I try, I like, love Sophia. I try like not to watch like the entire, because I don't want to repeat questions, but, mm -hmm. um, I found it interesting, like the relationship, like with your dad, like what's mm -hmm. one, like you guys don't talk now, like, or mm -hmm. what's the situation with that? I don't talk to my dad, but this also, is actually, by the way. oh really? No. Yeah. Two fatherless girls. Well, also <laughs> you like described him. So I was like, she's describing like eccentric narcissist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. My dad it's lives in weird Thailand. How by similar. The way. Yeah. So many dads are. I well, it's like <laughs> that type is like an archetype of a, of a person, and then like they just happen to have kids, and then they're just like, and they're whatever. like not supposed to be parents, and not they know supposed it. to be parents. Yeah. absolutely not. But I, you know, I'm so happy he's my dad because he is a genius. Even I, though you, you say the exact really? same shit, I'm like I'm happy he's my dad. Yeah. Like that's it, right? Like yeah, I've seen my friends' relationships with their dads that are good dads, and yeah. I'm like, wow, what? would it be like to have yeah. that? That's amazing. But I did have a very happy upbringing with my dad. And then when I got older, I realized like my parents are not perfect people. And my dad has a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. That means I can't rely on him as much, but it doesn't mean like he ruined my childhood or my totally. life or anything, you know? And he did give me like a lot of a lot of brain power yeah. because <laughs> he's a genius. And I tell my mom that too. I'm like, both of you guys are so smart and so intense type A Leos. Mm -hmm. And you expected your kids to be normal. Yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. like, no, I always knew you guys would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, my dad and I are at an interesting point right now because a couple weeks ago he messaged well, he called me, mm -hmm. which I never get a phone call from my dad. Yeah. And then I got two phone calls right after that from my mom. I didn't answer any of them. And then I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I don't get a call from my dad and mom at the same time unless yeah. something big is happening. Do they talk to each other? No. Okay. My dad really screwed over my mom, okay. which is like part of the reason. I mean, really is the reason I don't talk to him now because mm -hmm. I don't need to. Yeah. Because um, ever since he stopped paying for me, there was no reason to yeah. talk to him anymore. Like he financially manipulated me into talking to him still and like keeping a relationship with him, even though I was so hurt by the way he treated my family during the divorce. And I kind of, I never shared that with him because he would like hold money over my head mm -hmm. if I disagreed with him. Yeah. So the moment like he just ghosted me and stopped paying my rent, I felt relief and freedom Yeah. because even though I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent and like, it was really hard for my mom to do that at the time. I finally felt like I could just figure shit out on my own and like be honest with him about how I felt. Mm -hmm. 
So that's why I don't talk to him. But he and he just never asked about my life. Like he didn't even know I was doing porn because we did talk one time since I did porn, like on the phone. And I showed him my new apartment over FaceTime. And he didn't even ask, like, how are you paying for that? Like, what job yeah. are you doing? Like, he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So I figured he knew at this point, like I figured he knew what I do because my whole hometown knows and London, everyone in London yeah. I know knows and they all know him. Um, Where does he live? He lives in London. Oh, he's, oh, he still, he lives, still lives in okay. London. Yeah. My mom, I called my mom and she was like, he knows. Mm-hmm. She was like, he knows you're doing porn. He thinks, I don't know. Like when he texted her, like, do you know she's doing this? She's like, of course I know she's doing yeah. this. Like she's my daughter. Yeah. I, I might not agree with her job choice, but I love her and yeah. I support her. And, uh, then he started like trying to blame it on her mm-hmm. and then my, it was great. I love my mom. Unconditional love. She yeah. just started laughing about it. She was like, we should tell him that, uh, that you did it. Cause he, he wouldn't pay for your brother's college. So like you had to make some fast <laughs> money, like doing porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, Would uh, he even care? Do you think like, if you no. like kind of spun it like that, like no. that's, what, like, See, that's yeah. the thing. Like you he don't... doesn't even have remorse. Like no. he doesn't yeah. have, yeah, he doesn't incapable. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. So he now is messaging me every day. Like, Hey, call me. Like, I don't, <laughs> he sent me a text. Wait, he's messaging you every day now. Yeah. Every day now. Do you respond he, to anything? No, I haven't responded yet because I'm not. So he thinks I'm not talking to him because I don't want to tell him my, about my career. So he, but, so you know, he knows cause he called your mom, Yeah, but you haven't spoken to yeah, him. Yeah. And because it. he okay. like messaged me, but, um, but I haven't spoken to him yet because like, it's kind of, my, I'm going to do it when I'm ready. Yeah. Because like he literally ghosted me. You owe him nothing. Yeah. Like you don't need to say and, anything. And like he ghosted me for like three months yeah. when he was supposed to pay my rent and like told me he would. And then he just never did and never spoke to me about it. And like, so now I have no, I have no reason to feel like I have to respond yeah. to him on time. And that's also the reason, like, I don't even want to have his energy in my life the way he the terrible things he did to my family. Like, I just don't agree with them, but I will talk to him at one point and be like, Hey dad, like the reason I'm not talking to you is not because I don't want to share my career with you. Cause I did already think you knew Yeah, it's because I'm not interested in like having you in my life right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't like hate my dad. I don't have any like ill wishes against him. Yeah. I just know I can't rely on him and I'm kind of filling my world with people that give me love and good feelings right now instead of like kind of like this narcissistic like walking on eggshells experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he sent me this text recently and he was like I'm not mad at you you're a wonderful daughter and I'm always proud of you I love you and it makes me sad when you exclude me from your life he says that when he literally for the last three years has called me once a year no they do this like for themselves like literally I'm like why are you lying look how good I'm like how much I'm trying we both know you're lying yeah He's like, life is short and life goes on every day. And this, this is actually true. My grandpa's not doing well. Mm-hmm. So I his need dad. to go. Yeah. Okay. His dad. So I need to go see him in Montana. Yeah. Um, so that's like where I'm going to see my dad probably. And also my dad just had a baby. So I have okay. a new half brother. Yeah. And so I really want to meet him. So he's like, and your baby brother's growing up. So I do need to call him just so I can like go see my grandpa and go see my little brother. Yeah. Um, When's the last time you saw your dad in person? Oh, 2018. Damn. So five, four, four four years. Damn. Yeah. Same actually. I think it's 2018. Uh, It's, 
It's so hard with a parent like that. Like I was always his daddy's girl my whole life. Interesting. Yeah, I loved my dad. So you liked him at one point. Yeah, we were so close. We were so close. I mean, I still think he's like a genius and a sweetheart, but he just struggles so much. Yeah. And he puts the people around him in very hard situations. Like I, if he said, let's go to sushi. And as a kid, I was like, I want to go to Italian. He just wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the night. Like very punishing. Yeah. Like just not just a conditional love. Yeah. And making you feel like you want to walk on eggshells to please them. Yeah. Um, and then also like when he would be unhappy with me, it would crush my whole world. Yeah. My whole, like my mom could yell at me, be mad at me and I wouldn't even cry. My dad could yell at me once and I would like my whole world would shatter. Yeah. Cause he like craved his love. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a very toxic kind of love. And I grew up like that wasn't, it's not something that has plagued me my whole life, but it's something I realized as I got older, like, I don't like feeling like I can't share myself with my dad when I can fully share myself with my mom. Yeah. And I think it makes, it probably is what made me such a good caretaker and lover because I can read how people are feeling and do things that make them feel better or more accepted. Like I always just wanted my dad to feel loved and loved and accepted. Cause I knew he was kind of insecure and like, you know, would, it's that kind of narcissism is where you have a false self-confidence. So you portray yeah. this huge self-confidence to the world, but inside you're really extremely insecure. On a throne of insecurity. Yeah. And so you look around for people that you think are cool and then you emulate what they do and you like follow them. Yeah. And so I knew that like my dad didn't have his own sense of style, like his own interests. He was so lost inside. And in high school, I even remember like there was a point where my mom and I thought that he had bulimia because mm-hmm. we were like s- noticing a lot of signs. Mm-hmm. And like it what just, kind of signs for like, bulimia do you notice? Like we would see food in the toilet. Okay. Oh, so like literally like, like someone vomit in the house was of, like throwing okay. up okay. and it wasn't us. And no one was flushing it? Like, yeah. Like there was like remnants and things. Okay. And like he would be very shaky. He's always had like, he's always had a lot of issues. Like yeah. I know he's had drug issues and you know, cheating on my mom and food issues where he'd like binge like crazy, like at dinners, he would order everything on the menu and eat all of it. And it was like not humanly possible, which is kind of disturbing. But then he'd go days where I wouldn't see him eat and he'd be like very shaky to the point he'd be like dropping plates and dishes in the kitchen when he's trying to make lunch. So like that was me at the end of high school, kind of learning that my dad is dealing with a lot of things in his head and a lot of insecurity, like everything's insecurity based. Mm -hmm. So that just made me want to see him happy, you know? And then at the same time, like I'm noticing my parents are totally different types of people. Like they just don't make each other happy. My mom doesn't support my dad and doesn't make him feel loved and supported. And my dad doesn't do that for my mom. And so I think it always, like I wanted I took on that role with both my parents. Like I wanted to make my mom feel accepted and loved for who she is and supported. And like, she always had someone and I wanted to do that for my dad too. And it paid off with my mom because she's a real deep lover that gives it back to you. But my dad, it just ended up me getting farther and farther from myself. Like I started just people pleasing basically with him to make him happy. Cause he wasn't interested in what I was like, who I really was. Yeah. He was interested in me being a yes man. Yeah. And so like, that's why there were phases in my life where I took on my dad's way of life. I was like, he looks so happy. He has so many friends. He looks like he's doing so well. Meanwhile, my mom's at home crying and like unhappy with her life, but Mm -hmm. it's because she has real emotions and he's faking everything. Yeah. So at the end of high school, I 
tried out his life and I snuck out every night and I lied and I would steal money from his, like he would leave wallet or uh, envelopes of cash all over the house. Why? Like, Cause why? he's crazy. He's yeah. just fucking crazy. He's so unorganized. Yeah. And like, even though he works in finance, he's not good with money. And like, he would just always lose envelopes of like $3,000 throughout the house. And I, I learned that I could take them because we had a housekeeper who stole like so much money from my parents Damn. by stealing that and they never Damn. noticed. Mm -hmm. So me as a kid, I was like, I can do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was his influence on me. And it lasted like a year and a half. And then I started going to therapy and I never lied again yeah. because like I realized I felt that feeling of guilt and that feeling of like you do all these things that you can't share with other people. I know that's how he feels every day yeah. of his life. And it eats you alive. I couldn't, I can't do another day of that. Like yeah. I can't do another day of not fully being myself yeah. and like hiding anything from people. Um, Cause it's dark and it eats you yeah. from the inside out. And I know that's what he lives with every day. And it makes me so, like, I feel so bad for my dad. Yeah. It also sets you free too. Like the aspect of like, also too, yeah. like if you actually tell the truth, like with everything, like people mm -hmm. kind of like get it. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of like everyone's so scared to tell the no, truth. Everyone's so scared but to tell the truth. The truth is what we all have in common. Exactly. And everyone's <laughs> just like, oh, even if it's so bad, they're like, they want you to, like, the, you know, yeah. like a part of them just wants you to like fess up or whatever it is. Right? And if you do, because, it's like, like if they can't do it, they want to see someone else do it. Yeah. You know, like if they um, like yeah, not everybody it. can fully live their truth all the time. Yeah. So if you can like do it to inspire other people to do it, because we are all living the same experience. Honestly, like we are having similar thoughts, feelings, we're just yeah. feelings, everything. We're just not saying it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we do. The truth is what we have in common. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting. That's actually probably like, like what TikTok's done a lot is mm -hmm. like it brought like everyone's like kind of similarities together. You know what I it mean? It really did. You re I've seen so much shit where I'm like, how the fuck, like 2 million people like viewed this and like relate to this specific niche that I've done like six times. Right? You know what I mean? It's so well, crazy. It like just goes into your theory of like everyone, mm -hmm. everything's the same. I think that's why I like TikTok so much. And I think that's why I started sharing on TikTok. Cause I yeah. was like, oh, there are weird girls on here yeah. Like, yeah. that are like me. Yeah. And that's also how I felt when I entered the sex world. I was like, wow, there's really cool girls mm -hmm. that are disgusting. Yeah. And like, I can embrace how I am in the bedroom and I can embrace that I like having sex with people. And there's other girls doing that that are super cool and we're a community now. And that's yeah. what TikTok's done basically. Yeah. Um, do you have like any, just to like parlay on the dad thing, just cause I find mm -hmm. it fascinating. I find it so interesting. You have a similar experience. So you yeah. really understand that feeling. Yeah. I know. Well, I understand like the aspect of like, a, like feeling sorry for them mm -hmm. at a point. I'm sure. Did you ever go through a period of anger or no? Um, I certainly did. I'm not really, oh, I'm weirdly not an angry person. Yeah. I don't know if I've, I think the first time I've ever, or only time I've ever felt anger was like when Drew was going manic mm -hmm. and like his mania was driving me absolutely insane. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, this is what being angry feels like, mm -hmm. like frustrated. Yeah. I felt sorry for my dad and I felt sad. And at points I felt like abandoned, Yeah, but I never felt angry at him for my, some reason. Yeah. My brother felt anger towards him though. Yeah. My sister was like you, mm -hmm. like really idolized my dad in so mm -hmm. many ways, like wanted her, him to like her. Mm -hmm. And I never did. Like, you're I, just like, you're the younger you're, sibling. I'm the younger sibling. So you're yeah. just like my little brother. Yeah, I know it sounds like it. <gasps> that and is like, weird. I actually, I was watching this like, um, 
it was like some like lecture on it wasn't a lecture. It was like a, like a podcast. It was pretty much a podcast mm -hmm. on YouTube of this psychologist talking about a specifically narcissistic fathers with their children. I thought mm -hmm. it's so interesting. And it, it can, kids can go two ways, which is one, they idolize the dad and two, or they're disgusted by the dad's <gasps> behavior. And I was like, that's literally me and my sister and you and your that's brother. That's literally yeah. us. It's just like two different types of like ways of looking at it. Um, but wow. I, I relate to like, um, kind of, well, it's just like the whole, the whole facade thing. Even you saying, I thought that was interesting. Like they stick to things that they think are cool. <laughs> and then, it, but that's true. I'm like, yeah, that's literally like what my dad does is like, he loves, like he, like he, he like will bully people unless you're cool. Like literally he'll bully yes. to make himself to like a bully. Like yep. he, that's just his whole, he can't even control it. He doesn't even see Damn. it either. I know that's the thing too. They, they well, they're delusional. Delusion. Del <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're literally delusional. They, live they, are, on they can planet. lie to themselves completely. Yeah. yeah, and their lies to themselves are reality. Yeah. No, my my dad moved to Thailand, and he's like starting to say I haven't spoken to him, and and I think, well, the pandemic's been two years, so I think it was like two. Maybe I, I keep saying three years for yeah. two years. So I think it's been five yeah, years. The pandemic um, is so long, so much longer no, than I, I think. I feel like it's been one year. I know, me too. <laughs> like literally like nine months kind of like, oh no, yeah, like a year. But um, uh, he moved to Thailand and he's like starting to say, um, like this is like how crazy he's got. He's starting to say like, he lives in Chiang Mai, which is mm -hmm. like this like third world part of Thailand. He's like, Chiang Mai is my home. Like Chiang Mai is my home. I'm not coming back to the States. Like Chiang Mai is my home. He's like literally lost his mind. He lives there um, <laughs> He lives there with like, by himself. He has a wife and two kids. That he met there? No, 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 that live here that he left to go no live in Thailand. Way. They're still legally married. Wait, that's exactly what my dad did. No, like I know. Exactly dude. with yeah. London. Yeah. He like moved us there, but he was like, he literally told us we were moving to London and then, and he was like, we're going in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And my mom and brother were like, I don't want to go. He's like, well, I'm going regardless. Yeah. So they just went to keep yeah. the family together. We lived there for two years. I go to college. And right when I go to college, he moves out of the family house and gets his own bachelor pad oh and God. sends them home to Montana. They're still fully married, yeah. everything. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to live here alone now. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because it's they the don't. Same, yeah, why do they the do that? Same fucking, well, you know what's also interesting? Like you tell me if you were like, does your dad's mother, do you think your dad, your grandma's possibly a narcissist? Ooh, my dad's family is weird. Yeah. My dad's family is very off. Mm -hmm. um, like my mom's side is, you know, that, that's how I can compare. Like they're a huge, big family. Like everyone shares everything with each other. So much love so many stories all the time. My dad, I've never even heard like a childhood story from him. Yeah. His parents yeah. are very odd. And like his two sisters, I've never met. Um, never. So his, your aunts, you've never met, never met. And they like the only thing I ever got from them one time they sent like a Christmas present and it was like a triple XL t-shirt. Mm -hmm. And I was like eight years old. That was the only thing I knew about them. Mm -hmm. And then I remember like, one of his sisters, I think, has some mental problems. And so my mom was like asking about that. Like, how how is she? Like, what was her she like growing up? And they were like, oh, she graduated high school. That's yeah. all they would say. Yeah. Like, there's just no openness. I have no idea what happened in his childhood. Mm -hmm. My grandpa, his dad is very cool. Yeah. But I think his mother was very, very controlling. Yeah. So like you're saying, I don't know if she's a narcissist, but yeah. I think she was ex immensely controlling. And that's why my dad rebels against all control. Like yeah. the moment someone, and I'm similar to this, but the moment someone tells him to do something, he does the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. 
I well, because apparently, um, like narcissism comes like when it's like a boy, like specifically from the mother. Definitely comes yeah. from his mom. Yeah, definitely does. And I was, and I thought about that. And I'm like, yeah, my grandma definitely is a narcissist. Really? Yeah, because she's she's so nice to me because I'm her grandkid. Like yeah. I'm like distant, but like to her own kids, like she'll offend them because it reflects on her. Yeah. But she like, doesn't like, I can tell she's not all there. Like she yeah. has that kind of quality about her that it's like my world. Yes, I don't truly have like a maternal instinct in yeah. me kind of thing. Yeah. I, I definitely think he had that. That's, but that's so crazy. Yeah, that's what helped me. Cause I started like your brother, like super angry. Didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't talk to him when I lived in Toronto. Like I'm from Toronto. And I, when I was like in high school, I didn't talk mm -hmm. to him either. I just didn't care. I like literally never wanted to be friends. Yep. Didn't need his approval. Didn't want him to like that's me. That's like like, good. That's yeah. really good. Cause if you I, get sucked into needing it, that's when it's bad. Well, it's, but it's painful. It's, still. it's, it's not even like good or bad. It's like, it's just different. Like my sister has so like the way both of you guys dealt with having like a parent like that. Like I see so much like, like good in it. Like that. I just didn't like, she understood my dad way quicker mm. and like kind of a, she never had this like burning resentment. Maybe she does. And I don't know, but yeah. um, she, she was just like, it was, she just had like a much more like mature, like softer approach, like where I like was just like balls to the wall, fuck you, like not mature at yeah. all. Like just very like rebellious and angry and just like wanted like punishing too. Like, yeah. so it's not like good necessarily right, to actually, be. Cause now I'm thinking about my yeah. brother. It hurts. Uh, my is, brother's yeah. more hurt than me. Totally. And he's still hurt and he's yeah. still dealing with it. Whereas I've come to peace with it. Yeah. Yeah. He's still. Is your brother sensitive? Yeah, very. It's like the sensitive kid, I think, that mm -hmm. does that. Because like we're just like so mad, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, right? why the fuck did this happen? Like, why did you do this? I know. Yeah. And then I'm like, as the older sister, I'm so protective of him. Yeah. And I feel so bad. Yeah. I, yeah it's really weird the, how it affects people differently. And you're right. Like, if I look at how my brother and I are both handling it, he's still dealing with it a totally. lot. Yeah. One, I think, because he's younger. Mm -hmm. And he just hasn't had, like, the time and the perspective. But... Also, I think anger yeah. eats you a no, little it, bit. It's so bad. And it, like, it only really hurts you, but it, it helped. It took me so long to like, get to the point where I, I genuinely don't have anger for him. I have no like desire to tell him off. Also, yeah. because like, what would be the point? Right. Because he's Because that's the delusional. thing too. Like yeah. you tell them I've, the amount of times I've told my dad <laughs> how I feel about the things he yeah. did during the divorce and like everything. And I never will get the answer I want, which is yeah. him being like, I'm sorry. Affected. I understand. They're not yeah. even affected being, by it. No, no. they're it like, like why are you their spreading chest. these lies? Yeah. Or like, do you don't. know how it makes me feel to hear that? I'm yeah. like, you're crazy. Like you're <laughs> fucking know. crazy. And they'll never just like accept that. And then I think, do I even want my dad to have a full ego death and like fully realize how terrible he's been? Yeah. Cause I don't want to see my dad suffer. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I've just got to let him live his yeah. life and I have to live my life. Yeah. I and would love, hope he's like, happy. Like, I would love, honestly, like for mine to have an ego death. Like I feel, cause then he, yeah. I would love for them to be normal. Like I a know. real person. I would love for my dad to like experience real love for himself. Yeah. And that's why I, I am very happy he's remarried because he's married to a much younger woman mm -hmm. now, but they are good for each other. Like yeah. she's with him kind of for father like support and yeah. stability. And he's with her as kind of a trophy yeah but like she they both give each other what 
the other wants. Mm -hmm. And like he, she lets him do whatever he wants. My mom was more controlling and was like, Hey, you have to be a parent. Like you have to not show up drunk for every dinner we go to. Like you have, you have responsibilities. Whereas his new wife is just like, lets him do whatever he wants. And I think he needs that. Like everybody kind of needs that. It's enabling for him, but also like being with someone who didn't enable him. Like my mom did not work Mm -hmm. and was just like ruined her whole life. Mm -hmm. But then in this case, like he can actually explore being his own like guidance, like making good choices on his own without someone having to tell him to like not show up drunk to everything. Yeah. So I'm happy that he has a partner and I hope that it helps him like love himself more. Like that's all I could hope with my dad. Yeah. Cause I will be really sad if he gets divorced again and feels lost and alone. I, I worry Mm -hmm. about him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're just fragile. They're so fragile. They're so, yeah. Also like too, like even cause my dad, my dad's married and he has like, um, like two new kids that are like eight and six. Um, so I thought like that was his like fresh start. Yeah. And it, like he blew that again. Oh, like, no. so that's why I'm like, that's where I'm like giving up that's hope. That's what I think on, my dad's going to do. I know. It, Cause they don't change. Like they don't change. Like, They're why incapable did you of change. Have, yeah. Why did you have more kids? Like he never wanted kids. He didn't yeah. want to be a parent. And now he's got a new kid with his new wife. And I think it's just because like he can't keep her unless yeah. she has kids. Like she wants to have children. Yeah. So he's just doing it again to just make her happy. And I'm like, mm, poor, well, I really hope, yeah. I really hope, I hope for him it's the second chance, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't think, I honestly don't think he'll ever change. Like I think no, he they, will go to his can't. deathbed yeah. without regret, yeah, without a reckoning ever of yeah. the, of the chaos he has left in the world. And it's yeah. funny cause he calls himself a peaceful warrior. Mm-hmm. It's like his term mm-hmm. when really all that is, is he just is delusional in his mind that he's <laughs> yeah. going around the world peaceful in every decision he makes, leaving chaos and ruin behind him. Yeah. Like just leaving his whole family, hiding all the money from them and like going with his yeah. mistress. Mm-hmm. Just be him to him, a peaceful warrior is like, yeah, I was peaceful the whole time, just doing what's best for me. Yeah. When really he was actually leaving immense chaos and he just didn't have like the courage to face it. Yeah. It's just the way he looks at it. Yeah, like, it's literally. just full on delusion. Yeah, no, completely. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, he, I, my same like with yours, like he'll, they'll probably like go like at their funerals or whatever, like just not understanding like why no one came. Like they'll literally I have know. no idea. Oh, it's so it's sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. And it's, you know, yeah. it's great for us. I think this makes us smarter people. Yeah. No, it Seeing does. Seeing this type, yeah. like how you could really fuck up your life. Yeah. In a way that you don't even know you fucked it up. Yeah. And yeah. it made me want to pursue authentic yeah. connection and real deep love and yeah. like really living my life to the max instead of inside this like little bubble of lies that yeah. you make for yourself. That's so true, actually. I, I remember consciously like being aware of like the importance of truth, like when yeah. at a young age, and maybe it's because of like, it really that, does that dynamic. Like, cause I, if I want to change, it has to be for, I don't want to take any shortcut. It has to be from the base of who I am. Cause yes. I want it to be truly real, like, yes. truly real. That's you know? so true. So maybe that is something that they've taught us is like important of like authenticity because it shows you how hollow and painful and shameful like smoke and mirrors is like a life of lies and delusion and not being your true self with other people it makes it feel like the moment you do that you are ruining your life forever yeah i think it really puts high stakes on like you don't want to be like them yeah 
even too like the fear um having him like as like kind of this like figure in my life like like looming even though we don't speak like just him existing is like this like idea of like what I will never become like just to remind you anytime like there's any sort of like (laughs) ego in any way it's like no you can't you can't be like your dad anytime I'm like making a decision that's only self like selfish for me I'm like no because your dad would do that like just like and it keeps me in this like very like like pointed direction that if all the all the ways I cannot become like out of service to myself, you know? You know, I think that that is a driving force for a lot of people because my mom, she was raised by an alcoholic. Yeah. And that's something everyone knows, like children of alcoholics, it's a type of person that it produces. Totally. And one of them is like my mom who works till her death. Like she works 24 hours a day and then some, and she's so driven and motivated, takes care of everybody, but is very like, you know, has to be in control of her Her sanity is being in control of her environment and working really fucking hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's kind of similar to what we do. It like shows you a life that you do not want. It shows you this life of chaos and, to move like to cope with that and to build your own life, you do the opposite Yeah, and you control and you organize and you work really hard. Yeah. No, it, it's com- you're you completely need something. Yeah. You, it does motivate you to, to have something that is exactly what you don't want. Yeah. No, that's like the beauty and, and, um, like with children that grow up with like terrible parents, yeah. like that is like the, that is like genuinely like the silver lining is it creates right. these kind of like interesting, like paradigms of how you look at right. life and manipulative know? narcissistic parents raise really empathetic kids yeah. because as a survival mechanism, your whole childhood, you are feeling out their emotions mm-hmm. and bending for them. Yeah. Like flexing and changing what you say so that you get the right response from them. Yeah. And while that is not good, it yeah. teaches you how to be very aware, like with other, it, it teaches you basically manipulation, but manipulation's not bad. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you know, it's just a, a if there's no malice. Yeah. yeah. There's manipulation's only bad when there is malice mm-hmm. involved, but just the knowledge of manipulation or like how to do one thing to produce a certain outcome yeah. can create a lot of knowledge and also requires a ton in this case, a ton of empathy yeah. because you have to feel what the person's feeling. You have to be very aware of what yeah. they're feeling. It could also too, though, like do the opposite, like that, having that kind of, it can do that. That's like best case. Yeah. And exactly. that's like where, what happened and to you. And that's like yeah. what classic child also of, of an alcoholic. Yeah. But you're right. On the other hand, like it can yeah. just fuck you up. It will like that rejection, like even like with my dad, with his mom, maybe your dad with his mom, like mm-hmm. that rejection of your mother yeah. or like your father, whoever, um, it's so pain. Like people can, if you don't have the tools to deal with that mm-hmm. kind of adversity, um, you can go, no one will ever hurt me again. Yeah. And that's like, and move to Thailand and move to London exactly. and like never actually let but someone you know in. what's crazy about them? Like my dad or like all these men that were in the homeless shelter I worked in that were really fucked up. They were super sensitive yeah. and super smart. Like not street smart or maybe not smart about themselves, but they were very aware of other people's emotions and they felt a lot of emotions. They weren't able to deal with them or they used their intense cunning and manipulation for malice or to fucking steal or do drugs or whatever. So I guess you can use this sensitivity and awareness 
as a superpower or it's the thing that like cripples you. Totally. Like my dad is so sensitive. Mm -hmm. All of the men that were in the homeless shelter, so kind and sensitive and smart. Mm -hmm. And they're just crushed by this fucking world. Like they didn't have the coping skills to make the most of those traits inside of them. And instead they just got crushed and like used drugs and things to cope with um, the emotions that they felt. Yeah. So sad. No, it is really sad. I like, it's interesting that you, um, you believe your dad's sensitive. You're probably right. Like, Oh, he's so, cause he's so insecure that, you know, inside of him is this like, ocean of hard emotions that he do, he doesn't mm-hmm. have the coping skills to deal with. Yeah. So he hides all of that. Would you like, do you agree with like the, the notion that like, uh, narcissistic people are like something that they present to the world and then like a dark, uh, figure within, like, does that resonate? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, it might, we, I, if we think of them as empty within, yeah. but it really is something dark because narcissism yeah. is that outward display of extreme confidence to mask this inward extreme lack of self-confidence, yeah. like just no idea who you are. Mm-hmm. So I would say that a dark figure inside is definitely a, yeah, definitely exemplifies that. That's sad. I know it is really sad. <laughs> I heard that and I was like, I never like thought of it like that dramatic it in really a weird way. I just way. thought like my dad's like sucked and I never could under like explain it to my yeah. friends why he sucked. Cause it wasn't like he like hit me or was an alcoholic. Yeah. Like he just was this like He just doesn't make you feel positive emotion. Well he was like, like he was also like very charismatic and like mm-hmm. so, charming. so charming like legit my like too. all my friends were like your dad is so awesome like right? he, and he was cool and he had like great style and he had a great eye and he like he had these things about him that were like magnetic and like people love being exactly. around him but he and so i never like could ex- articulate like to people like why he was so like why he like fucked up my head so much yeah. like because like how can I explain that like my dad doesn't really care about me and, the, and that's them, not like, really who he is as yeah well. like the one he knows is just a show he, like, it's just he's a show, a show he's yeah on. it's like a performance mm-hmm. I'm like even like with his like friends um like my stepmom had been trying to get him to come back to the states to see his children that mm-hmm. he hadn't seen for a year and he wouldn't do it and it wasn't till his friends in LA started noticing that he wasn't coming back. And they were like, Hey, like you should probably like, come back. And he came back. Literally. Just for, and he was like, Oh my God, Lorraine's being so dr-. I was just like, this is all show. It like is. it's you, you exactly. don't care. You actually would probably never see your kids again. Yeah. And it wouldn't even affect you. Exactly. You'd be in La La Land. And, but like, as exactly soon as it was like some sort of like social thing, mm-hmm. it was like, he came back. I was like, this is like legit, like a performance. It's thought, exactly I, what it is. It, it's like the dark figure. I'm like, I've never really had it explained to me that way. And it's like really helped me kind of like understand. Like yeah. They, they have demons. The, yeah. They certainly. definitely do. Yeah. Ones that we can't even fathom. Yeah. The amount of things that my dad has definitely never told a soul. Totally. I can't imagine. Yeah. And I never want to have anything like that. Like I don't have a, yeah. want to have one thing inside me. That's not that like, like free. me out from yeah. the inside. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just not worth it. Yeah. My dad would be so much better if he could have just from the beginning shared who he is. Dealt with his pain too. Yeah. Cause, Cause we aren't... can't deal with it by just hiding it inside us. Yeah. No. 
or you have to acknowledge it in the first place. Like they probably didn't even acknowledge it they don't at even. all. Like they're probably fine. Yeah. They're like, reality is what I make it. Yeah. And uh, I, all these things that I don't want to pop up, they don't need yeah. to. Like some small shred of me like respects it. I'm like clear. Like you're yeah. so sad clearly, but yeah. like at least like you're like living your life. Like I kind feel of, the same you know? way. You know, yeah. I, I do take inspiration where I can. Yeah. And yeah. so like, even though my dad destroyed our whole family and left it <laughs> yeah, and made us feel a lot of terrible things and didn't handle it well and lied, he is with somebody that he's happy with now. Like yeah. he's happier. I know that for a yeah. fact, like I can see it in him that he's living a happier life and he's living closer to what his truth would be. And that did inspire me that like, even if you're stuck, cause this happens to a lot of people, they're stuck in a long marriage with mm -hmm. kids and they every day feel like they're in a cage. Like yeah. they know it's not, the life they're supposed to have. Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to say, this is a beautiful family. This is a beautiful life, but it doesn't feel right to me. And I need to leave it. Yeah. And he didn't have that courage, which is why he like stuck around for years after he should have, mm -hmm. and then handled it very badly by just ditching out and not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> but it did inspire me that like, not everything is going to be for you. And you have to have the courage to just say that and allow people to feel negative emotions. You might have to destroy relationships, mm -hmm. but if it's in the pursuit of you living a life that you are happy with, then it's worth it. Yeah. But I also saw like, like there's ways to, to get divorced that are healthier. Totally. So you can go about it in a healthy way, Yeah. but it is, it is still inspiring. Yeah. Like what aspects like, uh, like what good parts of like your dad do you like see yourself in? I, I'm definitely a risk taker, mm -hmm. which he totally is. And, and same with your mom. I'm curious. Yeah. She, she's also a risk taker. I think from both my parents, I'm a risk taker and I work really hard. Like they both work really hard too. They just have, they're like energizer bunnies. Yeah. Just never stopping. And then I think like my mom is very good at relating to people and talking to people without judgment. Mm -hmm. It is her job. Yeah. And I think I've gotten a lot, like watching her do that my whole life. I have gotten a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And then my dad was very charismatic yeah. and fun mm -hmm. and just knew how to keep it really light always and make sure everyone had a really good time. Yeah. And so I think I watching him do that. I have also, I have that ability as well. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of charisma um, like he does. Yeah. Although now, like, I don't aim to keep it light. Like, yeah. I like to just blurt out the things I'm into. And then you keep it real it. instead of yeah. just light. Yeah, exactly. But I do know, like, how to make sure everybody has a really good time. Yeah. And I think I got that from him. Yeah. But other than that, I think just working really hard, mm -hmm. being a really intense person in everything I do. My parents yeah. do totally different stuff. My mom does things that are good for the world, like being a doctor. Yeah. Helping people every single day. And she does it with so much intensity and passion. And then my dad gives that same intensity and passion, but to his job in finance that okay. doesn't fulfill him at all. Yeah. And he's only ever happy when he's making money, Yeah, but still intense. Yeah. Still does something. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. <laughs> they both, they did teach me to like go after what I want because yeah. both of them grew up. My mom grew up very poor. Mm -hmm. My dad grew up pretty poor. His parents paid for his college, but like he grew up in rural Montana. Yeah. Um, as did my mom. And oh, so they're both from Montana. Yeah. Okay. And so they both built these amazing lives for themselves and gave me a very privileged upbringing because they didn't have it for themselves. Like mm -hmm. they wanted to give it to their kids. 
And so ever since I was young, they taught me like I can do anything I want to in the world mm -hmm. and I can, as long as I work hard, I can accomplish anything I want. Yeah. And so I've definitely taken that with me. Oh yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's very cool. Yes. Have you, have you tried like mostly every kink that you'd say that there is? I don't think so. No, what, what, like, I think there's so many things I haven't tried. Yeah. Um, my main stuff has been like a lot of trying a lot of anal recently, yeah. you know, and like trying a lot of BDSM or at the sex parties, performative stuff, like being yeah. tied up on a cross or yeah. spanking play or heat, like, um, hot wax yeah, and ice cubes. That how, kind of stuff is fun. How was being tied up on a cross? Like, how was that experience? It's so crazy. I got tied up on a cross um, at a sex party, actually at two of them. But the first sex party I ever went to, my friend tied me up on a big, it was a big X actually. Mm -hmm. So it was like not Were you actual standing? cross. It was yeah. standing up. So you're standing up fully and then you're, you're spread eagle basically yeah. and your arms and Wait, legs. Wait, so you're, you're like starfish? Yeah, you're like a starfish. Yeah. Oh my God. And you, and you it's a lot of trust in that too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of trust. Yeah. But Luckily, my girlfriend was the one like doing it to me and she spanked me until I came. Yeah. She literally, you, you she has this like crazy method where you spank upwards. Yeah. And it like, like on the butt and around the pussy and stuff. And it shakes your pussy so much that you can come from it. That's insane. It was insane. And then she also, so that cross, like she, her friend ran the sex party. So then she could take the cross sometimes to her place. So she had it at her apartment and she would mm -hmm. throw little lesbian sex parties and yeah. like put people up on it, put me up on it. There yeah. were girls that could get spanked way harder than me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, are, would you identify as bisexual or straight? Mm, I think definitely bi, mm -hmm. even though I lean more straight. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely am interested in like all people and all sexual yeah. experiences but I know that I have some magical feeling when it comes to men. Like yeah. I have said this before on TikTok, but I think I've seen that. Yeah. It's yeah. a sound or something. It yeah. is like it went so viral as an audio, which is hilarious because it's something I've always told my mom when she asked, cause like I would always be really close to my girlfriends in high school. And she would ask me, um, like, are you, do you like them? Like, are you into girls? And I was like, I love women, but men, make me feel nervous. Yeah. Like when a man walks into a room, it's so different to me than a woman. Like it's just, and, and that's like, I it's think like butterflies. Real, yeah, yeah. It's that real attraction yeah. where it's like, I, I really love women and I appreciate them and I love having sex with women and I love sharing love with them. But there's something about a man that is just my, like, it just takes That's over. It just, yeah. yeah, it's my thing. Like it yeah. just makes me really, really excited. Like oh, yeah. I will never, I, I think it's probably for me, it's like someone that's very different. Yeah. You know, I really like being with people who are very different than me. Mm -hmm. And a man is just so foreign yeah. <laughs> and exciting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I do crave like a masculine energy. I think yeah. in my life, maybe daddy issues. I think that's just you like being a girl too. Like so for the too. most part, most people are I think straight. We all yeah. like, yeah, we all, like that sexuality is, you can love so many people, you know? Yeah. But then that sexual attraction where you get uncontrollably horny for someone or you have that excitement, that's how you know you're into women or how mm. you know you're into men yeah. or, you know, anything. Yeah. It's how you know you're into anything in the world if it really fills you with that magical feeling. Yeah. What, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, now, like, the kinds of, like, um, like, st like you went on a cross, like mm -hmm. what's something you like were surprised that you actually really enjoyed? I mean, spanking stuff has surprised me because I always liked getting spanked mm -hmm. lightly. Yeah. But did you I, get spanked as a kid? As no. punishment? Okay. No, never. 
Did yeah. you? Yeah, I did. Am I you the did? only fucking one? Yeah. What is that? Oh shit! <laughs> Man, is that ruined for me? Yeah, now? ruined it for you. Fuck. Is it? Do you I, like? I don't. I know it's not ruined. Yeah, for me. <laughs> I, yeah I never got spanked, but um, but I started being introduced to it. Like I always liked it during sex, but it was never like a real focus. And then when I started going to sex parties in LA, I started realizing like the art of it and the challenge of it. So my friend would train me on that X, on the big cross. Um, to take pain. So mm-hmm. it's like she'll start really soft and then she'll slowly hit harder and harder. And by the end, the hardest spanking feels like less pain than it did when she first started with the really light yeah. spanking. So like you numb to it and you can breathe into it. So she really taught me how to deal with pain and like breathe through pain. And uh, that's probably why I was really good at anal actually because it's the same type of thing like relaxing your body so much and realizing that that pain is kind of is just a feeling yeah and breathing through it and then afterwards you're like euphoric yeah it's crazy so um that is probably something that i really didn't expect to discover and really enjoy Mm -hmm. and like finding some kind of peace and euphoria through pain yeah and then um anal as well i did not expect to like that i was like maybe i'll do it with a husband someday yeah not really interested and uh then it became my obsession and i had it every day for the last three years (laughs) that's so crazy that it like literally like completely shook your whole world like that's nuts it is so crazy but then like i talk a lot about how um i've done crazy shit in bed because I have no boundaries when I'm in bed so like I'll put my like even the first time I lost my anal virginity I put my mouth on his dick right when he pulled it out of my butt I didn't even know if it was dirty I just automatically did that I was so horny I was in the moment I just wasn't thinking about what I should and shouldn't do yeah and I've done that multiple times before and I've talked or after that and I talked about that before and people were like oh she must have a shit kink and I don't like I know a lot of people are into that but I'm not like I'm just not turned on by shit or anything I just don't have boundaries in the bedroom where like you were asking me Mm -hmm. off camera if I've ever done like blood stuff. Yeah. And I'm not into that either. Like personally, but I, I would try things. I mean, I've had a lot of sex on my period, Mm -hmm. like where men just don't give a fuck that I'm bleeding and they're like, whatever. Yeah. But it's funny, Drew, who I'm with right now, he will go in my butt, even if it's like, I'm like, I haven't prepared, like it might be messy every day, basically. That's how I do it. He just goes in my butt and hopes for the best. And it's always like fine or a tiny bit messy, but like not even noticeable. And he just goes and cleans it off. I don't even have to see it. But he doesn't give a fuck about poop. Like he doesn't care Mm -hmm. if it's on his dick at all. It doesn't gross him out. But blood, he is like, I just don't. Even period blood, he's grossed out by. Yeah, like he'll fuck me on my period. But when he sees blood on his dick, he, he reacts like, yeah, he, he doesn't like it as much. Like it makes him feel sick. Whereas shit, he doesn't give a fuck. Whereas yeah. other guys are the opposite. Yeah. Like my, one of my boyfriends in college would fuck me on my period all the time. He did not care. He was like, Oh, extra lubrication. Yeah. But did not want shit. Yeah. <laughs> what about like drawing blood, like from the other, like scratching stuff like that? Like I've never done that. Mm-hmm. I have had like I've been spanked so hard that the next days I have like blisters and like little things that bleed kind of and my whole like butt will be purple. Um, But I've never had anything like that, like where we scrape each other or like draw blood. I did. I used to like when I would get drunk in college, I would give guys in high school. I would give guys really big hickeys. Mm which is so embarrassing. And I think like, <laughs> that's just like a phase, like people like- Oh God, why am I like, like that? Like, when like I get drunk, that's what I'm week. like, yeah. I'm so aggressive. And I would mm-hmm. give them hickeys that would literally bleed. Like they would send me photos the next day and it would be bloody. 
so I'm like I'm so sorry yeah but yeah no I've never explored that kind of thing and I think it just comes to being with someone who is into that like Mm -hmm. that's how I learn about all my sexual kinks is through people where that's their kink like I learned about the sphinxing stuff through someone who was really into it I learned about anal through someone who was really into it I learned about really everything like everything I've done so I and like the older guy I was talking about, the 44 year old director, he taught me all about like role play and kinky kind of pervy role play. Yeah. I think that's the best way to learn about sex stuff. So if I'm ever with somebody who's really into like scraping and like physical stuff, like I know some girls literally, some girls on Twitter who do porn talk all about like their kink is getting hit. Like they Mm -hmm. like to have like a black eye, which I don't relate to at all, but I understand like everybody has things. Like I, I can understand they must feel how I feel about anal about that. Yeah. Um, How do you think kinks are formed in your opinion? I don't know. Because I feel like it might not even relate to your life. I feel like something can just happen, you know? You know, it's really like, this is the, when you look at what sexuality is or what makes things hot when you're sexual, it's perversion. So it's things that would be so gross when you're not horny. When you're horny, you flip that. So like sharing, like rubbing tongues with someone where if you're fully not sexually attracted to each other, it's just some random person on the street. Disgusting. Yeah. Like licking someone's foot just platonically, pretty kind of gross. Yeah. But then, or like even dicks and everything. Like yeah. they're just like gross if it wasn't. But when you're yeah. horny, yeah. it's all hot. Like, and yeah. so that's what sexuality is. Like it, it's the perversion of it. Or like, I guess, um, sexual kinks. And so everybody has something that is like, crazy enough that when it's or gross enough that when it's perverted then when it's changed to horny Mm -hmm. it's hot so like for some people that's shit like some people it's it's gross in real life so when they're horny that's the thing that allows them to fully let go of everything and just feel like sexually like something that's so bad that it feels good yeah and for other people, that's liking women. For other mm-hmm. people, that's liking men. For other people like me, it's putting it in my butt, like yeah. a hole where it's something's not supposed to go. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a kink you'd never try again? Um, or have you ever felt like, like borderline traumatized in any of these sexual endeavors? You know, only one time. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because it comes to mind immediately. And mm-hmm. it was so long before I did porn and it wasn't even anything bad. Yeah. It was just a feeling I got. It was, uh, was it the guy maybe? It, yeah, it was in college and it was like the only real one night stand I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I just met this guy at a party, went on a date with him like a week later. And then we had, I didn't really want to have sex with him, but I was like, he's fun and nice. Yeah. Like I don't really want to say no. And so I did, I was, I think I was 20, nine, no, I was young. I was 18. Okay. And, um, cause it was the beginning of college and we just had normal sex, but I remember him spanking my ass really hard when I was in doggy and it just wasn't like, I probably already wasn't fully in it, like really horny for it. But then also it just came out of nowhere to me and it was really painful and I just remember like three really big spanks and then he left and everything And the next day I'd look at my ass and it was just bruised, like mm-hmm. so bruised. And I've had that since talking about like with my girlfriend yeah. who spanks me, but that felt like an experience. Like it, it just felt right. But yeah. in this instance before I literally laid in bed for three days straight and like ate ice cream and like didn't go anywhere. Like I, I, that was the first time and maybe one of the only times I felt like traumatized Yeah, and I didn't know why, but it just, I don't know. It just wasn't the right 
kind of sex for me. Yeah. It didn't feel right. And I felt like hurt. I yeah. think it was the pain of it. Yeah. And, but I had big ass bruises on my butt after. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't his fault. Like he was a really nice guy. He didn't like know. Yeah. And I didn't tell him like, hey, stop or anything, but I just didn't like it. And that's yeah. the only instance in my, honestly, in my life that I think I can remember feeling traumatized. Yeah. It was such a foreign feeling for me. I was like, why do I feel this way? Like why? I, I just let myself feel it for three days. Yeah. laid in bed and then went about life as normal. Yeah. Do you ever have like, up, did you ever like struggle with depression at any point like that? I am like a pretty up and down person. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are. Um, and I've just been, my mom's taught me since I was young to just accept it. Like things, you'll feel tired sometimes and more depressed and anxious. And then a week later, three days later, you'll feel really on top of the world yeah. and feel like everything's happening, everything is right. And um, really energetic. And, and I've had that my whole life, like just waves of up and down, yeah. which I think is normal. That, but, yeah. um, yeah, so I've definitely felt feelings of immense depression before, especially like beginning of college, like moving out of the house for the first time and living alone. And I had to learn to live on a schedule and still exercise and still eat healthy, like how mm -hmm. I was raised to and take care of myself. Um, I had depression then. And then I think I had a lot of depression and anxiety again when I was first starting out in porn mm -hmm. because I was really terrified. Like I was really unhappy with where my life was. Like I knew I didn't want to do medicine anymore when I was having to break this barrier into doing what I did want to do, which was porn and feeling like, am I destroying my life or am I making the best decision ever? Mm -hmm. And having to like have the courage to tell everybody, I don't want to do medicine any anymore, even though you all think that's what I want. And even though you've spent so much money on me doing it. Mm -hmm. So I think I had a lot of anxiety and depression at that time yeah. just because I was going through so much. Yeah. So I've, I've dealt, I feel like I've, I like feeling a range of emotions. Same. I like feeling, yeah. experiencing every possible thing. So mm -hmm. I've definitely experienced depression and anxiety before. Yeah. You, I know everyone changes with life, but there are, looking back at myself, there are parts of my, there are old versions of me that would not be able to do what I'm doing today. Yeah. You had the same kind of thing. Oh yeah, but like in different in different ways. Um, but no, cause there's so many versions of myself. Like, yeah. cause I, I just see like, cause, to do like what you do, like you really can't care about what people think, which is like such a tough skill to master. Yeah. It's like, it's like a security in yourself yeah. a, a little bit. So that's why I'm like, there must like, was she always like this? Like whether yeah, versions were where she so didn't have, have to that. build that. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, definitely with, uh, well, yeah, I, my, mine was more so as like a normal girl from Toronto, never had ambition to do anything in entertainment ever do anything special with my life genuinely. Mm -hmm. Um, and then being kind of that's why like thrown into it. Um, and like, I, I kind of feel like the universe has like pushed me into entertainment for some reason. Yeah. And I feel like I have to rise to an occasion of it. Um, mm. and so I've had to like push myself to be able to like be, to like myself, to be ambitious enough to do it. Yeah. Or feel like scary. why, why me? Like I, that yeah. was a big thing too. I'm like, there's so many girls that like, try for this stuff mm -hmm. and like they should do it i'm like yeah. why do people want me to do it genuinely so mm -hmm. i had to like try to you know like figure that out you had to like, like learn your value like yeah. why you yeah. like why people maybe are yeah i like, think like magnetized my, towards you i think like my whole um like my agents my everyone that like wanted me to succeed want wanted me to succeed more than me mm. i everyone wanted it for me more than me Literally. Wow. 
wow. And I still kind of feel that way, to be yeah. honest. But I could, but it's the closest I've ever been because I'm not finished. Yeah. Um, do you have something that you would rather do? Like, do you have ideas of other things you want to do or you just don't know? No, that's it, it just wasn't like... I, I wanted to be a psychiatrist, to be mm -hmm. honest. Like that was like my, but that's the thing is I can always do that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm more on the, my heart of hearts tells me like, I want to have the most interesting life I can possibly mm -hmm. have. Part of that is like being uncomfortable all the time. Yes, exactly. So I just have to do that. I was given this like insane opportunity and um, just like throughout the years and I like continuously get these insane opportunities. And that's, so that's cool. a sign that I have to just like continue to follow yeah, this. Yeah, and that's so cool because a lot of people get opportunities yeah. and they don't take them. Yeah. So you're recognizing that you're getting these ones and mm -hmm. then you're taking them. Yeah. So like if you might feel like you're like why you? Yeah. But really it's because like people get these opportunities and they don't take them. Yeah. And you are yeah. continually. Yeah. Which is amazing. Thank you. I am also so. like that though, like addicted to the unknown. Yeah. And you, it sounds like you've had to like push yourself to yeah. accept the unknown or risk or uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. Whereas I'm pushing myself to do the same, but it's because like, I know it feels really good. No, I, yeah. It I, feels I, yeah. so good when crazy 100%. shit happens that you never yeah. would have expected. Well, it's like you were saying earlier, like the kind of like the addiction to like, you can truly be anything you want in this life. Mm -hmm. Anything. Like anything. I didn't even know that this version of myself was ever going to be alive. Like right? genuinely. I you have to like she allow, not, yeah. allow that to happen. Like you have to, um, just, just be curious too, like yeah. of your into yourself. Like you have to be like, what else? Like what is there for me? Like what do yeah. I like? What am I interested in? What resonates with me? Right. And then follow that. Because like if you're so sure of who you are and what you're gonna do, and you keep it within a box, you are never are allowing for these possibilities for things to be 10 times, 20 yeah. times better or mm -hmm. crazier than you could ever imagine. Yeah. Whereas if you are just curious and open and waiting to see like how you will transform through life, mm -hmm. You could become something that you could never imagine yeah. yourself in. A hundred percent. Like even you right now, like did you ever think that you were gonna have this like kind of platform and no, like be doing this not and like all. on podcasts and shit? And, and like even when I went into porn, mm -hmm. I was like, I wanna do this so bad because I was I had to work with myself for a while to really make sure I wanted to do it. And I was like, I want to do this even if I never make money. Like even yeah. if I make just enough money to pay like some cheap rent and feed myself, mm -hmm. I want to live this life and experience what it's like to do porn yeah. in this world. And so now that everything's going so well, I'm like, wow. Yeah. You're like, maybe <laughs> this, this is, is really yeah. amazing. No, that's rad. That's yeah, awesome. it, it really shows me that I did make the right choice yeah. because I'm so fucking happy mm -hmm. and I'm making other people feel happy. And I'm just getting to experience so many new things that I never imagined. Yeah. But I, I wasn't like my goal. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. No, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't have imagined. Like I, I look back at myself making all these really big decisions to change my whole life. And I have no idea how I had the courage. Yeah. I have no clue how I did that. Like I cannot believe I was smart enough back then yeah. to know, to make my life to how it was now. Mm -hmm. It really honestly feels unreal. Yeah. It feels well, so crazy. Well, it's, it's, I guess it's just like the intelligence, like in you, like the, well, like intelligence is interesting. Like, cause you can see it like in different people. And like, I certainly see like this very like bright part of yourself mm -hmm. that I like is Thank very interesting you. to me, but that it's like the, it's not like the actual like knowledge you have, but it's mm -hmm. like the will to keep learning is the exactly. actual intelligence. Which it you really just is. Have, it you know? is that, that is the intelligence. It's like having your eyes really open. Yeah. Like just being able to consume the information put in front of you. Yeah. 
And with no ego too, like just having it be what it is, you know, exactly. And willing for your mind to change with new information. Yeah, it really is that that is like the number one, like one just key to survival, mm-hmm. but also to, yeah, seeing reality for what it is. Like yeah. Seeing as getting as close to the truth as you can. I think we're all biased in our own ways, totally. but but you can observe and learn a lot of truth by just observing um, with an open mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. So poetic. <laughs>